1: Find a
2: location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile
1: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, everybody? It is the first podcast. Of the new year, but that being said, it's January 14th, and I'm not a believer of saying Happy New Year's past a certain date, even past January 1st, not into it. I don't even think I said Happy New Year's on January 1st. That's just how it is. It's got to be yourself. What can I say? But we have a very special episode. I believe this is a repeat guest, uh, (laughs) guests, if you will. Um, These are two, I mean, we already just started talking and getting into it, but two very close, and I mean, at this point... Um, I think it's been over 10 years that we've we've been kind of good friends and uh, marched together. Oh, yeah, dude, <laughs> I didn't I can't even know be, it's dude, been that long. I'm gonna I'm actually gonna say something that blew my mind. I believe as much time has passed between the founding of Rhythm X and when we started marching there, and then and now. Like we were talking about the X numbers, and it was like, oh, dude, I think wait, you're yeah. right. Yeah, like Evan Ev March, two thousand ten. Yeah, between 02 and ten is like what? That's like year nine or whatever. <laughs> eight nine, year yeah. Eight yeah, nine. And then we came in in eleven, dude. We're in year twenty twenty three, so, so we are more than halfway in on X the history. back
0: end. Well, that's yeah, awesome.
1: that's pretty. I'm cool. kind of down with that, though. Yeah, I mean it's cool.
2: Waged out I of drum corps really 10 years cool. ago, too. Same shit. I know.
1: I know. I feel like we're we're somehow old, yet we're not old enough, and that's just like such an interesting generation to be. But that being said, everyone, we have the <laughs> Aged Out Boys. We got Evan Worrell. We got Mike Fantini. You can already hear their voices. You likely recognize them from the work they do on their Aged Out podcast, where they talk about all sorts of marching arts activities, specifically drum line and percussion. But it's awesome to have you guys. Evan, how are you doing?
0: I am good, man. I Don't usually do these early in the morning, but I woke up early, I went to the gym, I got my coffee, I wanted to get juiced up and ready to go for you. Um, Things are good, man, just working, doing the podcast, going to the gym, teaching private lessons, teaching a lot of private lessons right now, actually, it's kind of overwhelming. but That's
1: that's dope, yeah, we all were talking about our uh, morning routines before we got on here, so learning more, deepening our friendship. Mike, what's up with you? You're going to Cincinnati today, what else?
2: Yeah, not a whole lot. Same as Evan, just working. Today is actually an off day from the gym for me. I was lazy. I slept in a little oh. bit. I was planning on getting up early before this and going, but uh, my bed felt too good. I couldn't uh, <laughs> I couldn't get myself to get up early enough. But uh, no, yeah, just working and heading to Cincinnati later to hang out with some old friends and non-band related believe it or not we do have some non-band friends in our lives but
1: it's good it's good to have a balance and you're going to Geist, which is a really good brewery for people in the
2: cincinnati area or northern kentucky highly
1: recommend going there i saw evan hitting some 105 dumbbells on the flat uh press (laughs) which i was i was definitely impressed with how many of those did you do
0: uh i did four it was actually kind of ironic because we were supposed to record thursday night and then we just yeah things, people, we all got busy, whatever life happens. So I ended up going to the gym and I wasn't planning on going to the gym, but it was one of those workouts. that just kind of surprises you. Like I wasn't like super juiced to go, but I started to get into it. And I was like, man, I feel, I feel pretty good. Um, and so I was just like, I'm going to go for it. And I don't think I've ever hit the one Oh fives before, but I just, the weights felt lighter than normal that night. So I just went forward and hit it four times. I was like, man, that felt good. So it was a little That's PR do for it.
1: Me. That's how we do it. He's <laughs> making that aged out shirt. Look real small, everyone. If you, when you buy the when you buy a medium size up if you plan on hitting the dumbbells we got some evidence here today on, on Evan, but we're going to be talking right now. We are in a weird, this part of the season is super weird. It's like, we are a uh, pre WGI competitive season. The uh, January meetings, uh, AKA the January just took place for DCI. So DCI is like kind of cooking in the background. WGI is with the pop-off guards coming first. Uh, drum lines coming second as well as wins. Um, and it, it's just like that moment where we're all kind of like what just happened with, all these like seasons yeah because literally boa band wgi and dci are all in the rear view now and we're just like okay what what is this year gonna look like so this is like i think the theme of this episode if anything is like where is all this going because to start with dci Man, it feels weird. I mean, obviously, my personal experience having been in the teaching space with DCI for you know since 2020, uh, 2013 and now taking time away, I feel in a, in a very weird space. You can imagine. And there have been so much movement in DCI. And obviously, we're going to talk about the uh, rule proposals and the one that passed and all the others that didn't. But how are you guys feeling about just like the DCI percussion game? Because I feel like other than those top three or four groups, everything just got moved around. It's, like, so crazy, and I, like, don't know what to expect.
0: I think a lot of people are going to try to do a lot of different things. Um, Pretty specifically, the groups that come to mind are obviously Carolina Crown with the staff changeover that we all know about. Um, It'll be a different vibe. It'll be different. It'll certainly be interesting to see how those collective brains mesh together from a creative aspect. That's the core. their stylistic differences um and then also the Cavaliers to me cuz they just feel like they have like the Justice League of the super team and composers the super there, team of staff um with uh, I guess McIntosh and then uh Cliff Walker who do the the front there but they it feels like they just have everybody on consulting with like Richard
1: Salcedo is doing their brass now He's coming
0: back Richard Salcedo, who was just the man for them in the early 2000s um, I was actually talking to Richard a little bit about that because he's still going to be working with BD as well. Um, so that's interesting dynamic. And then Tom Ongst is doing some consulting with the Cavaliers. Um, and then you have Brett Kuhn, who's still there with the Cavaliers. So just a lot of like r- really experienced and influential people will be making or helping make decisions. Uh, and I think, too, that the Cavaliers this summer are going to try to do some things to kind of put themselves thrust themselves into that conversation for like a top competitively speaking, a top achieving ensemble that they always strive to be great. But I think that they're going to try to make a run for like, hey, we want to try to put our name in the hat for a Fred Sanford at the end of the at the end of the year.
1: Yeah. And there's the content that they're actually going to write on one hand, because, you know, like you look at the stuff they've been doing. And if you looked at any individual part, there's nothing really wrong with it. Like, I think Mike is always exploring what he's doing. And the brass was doing their thing and, and the garden, the drill. And it's like, not one thing was a problem for them, but it was the, it was the teamwork and the dynamic of the design team of the caption heads and their leadership that wasn't gelling at all in the, that last few years of cavaliers oh
2: cavaliers okay gotcha yes. i was like who are you talking about yep
1: yes cavaliers specifically i know like you know <laughs> the design and the, the pressure they were putting on and some of those guys and, and just sort of the dynamic between them because i don't like their shows are okay but it was like that thing was missing like you need mm-hmm. a special dynamic that interpersonal dynamics between the designers to actually get what you see those top two or three teams being able to do with the design. And then the second you drop off, it's like, okay, what's going wrong? Because I, you know, it's not one thing, I guess you could say.
2: Right. And that below that top three or four groups in drum corps, like you said, like I think of it, like the puzzle pieces have to fit together, right. To get that complete package of a show from a design standpoint for it to work for the judges and the audience and all that stuff. And I feel like once you go below that top three or four, you really do notice like, the pieces are there, but almost like they're not. It's almost like you're doing a puzzle, and one piece you think it fits, and it's like not quite fitting right in. Something's off. And uh, I just want to back up for a second. Yeah. Um, Evan mentioned Crown, and we're talking about a lot of movement yeah. of staffs and everything. Crown is the group that I am the most curious to see what happens, and I. So I know Jared Andrews personally, who's the battery coordinator there, working with Mike Jackson now. I don't really have any insider information per se in terms of details, but I think my prediction is like Mike Jackson did his thing at blue nights, right? Very unique style. Very just that flow, all that stuff. I'm Kevin
1: ended as the creative director at blue Knights. Keep in mind. So
2: I, I have a prediction that my, we're going to see a different Mike Jackson at crown, a very different approach. I think. Than what we saw with him at Blue Knights. That's my—I don't call it a bold statement, okay. but I—and I, I and what do you
1: mean by that, though? Like what? Like well, what something's type got to of,
0: bend. Like yeah, the, the, because the brass, Crown's style is just different than what's so did different. UK. And yes, I it is. i just think you're you're
2: not going to see Blue Knights 2.0. I think Jared with the battery. I think Mike with his writing approach, maybe a little out of necessity or just wanting to change it up. Because I know know Mike can do a different different stuff than what he's what he did at Blue Knights. I just think he's going to go creatively in a different direction from a, a writing standpoint with the battery music. And that's I that's definitely
1: possible. Yeah. That's possible. I bet
2: Jared being who Jared is, I think he's going to give Jared a lot of leeway in the style of the battery playing and the style of that and like the lot process and the warm-up. And again, I, I Jared's not given me any nuggets of information. I just think knowing Jared and I marched for Mike 10, 10, 11 years ago now, whatever he's capable of taking a left turn from what you expect from him. And I think he's going to,
1: he's going to need to. And here's why even more than just from a battery standpoint, it's like Michael Klesch, who is the music coordinator crown and really like one of the highest end dudes. there, making the decisions and making the final calls on things. Michael Klesch writes a very certain way. He writes long phrases. He will lay out an entire movement of music and he'll hand that over once it's been threaded and weaved together from a brass standpoint and sometimes a keyboard standpoint, he would write things out um, on that first layer. Right. And obviously there's like, you know, Hey, can we get a space? There's like that space part. And then there's also that integration and that coordination that we were talking about where it's like, all right, we're slowing down in the composition process and we're saying, how can we weave in, battery voices so that we give them that exposure so that this brass moment is also this battery or percussive moment. And it's rewarding both captions uh, equally or to some percentage, right? And what the interesting part about how Mike Jackson writes, and this could be a strength, this could be a weakness, is he can write in space. He can just write Mm -hmm. compositional ideas and he doesn't really need a melody for that. And I know having talked to him as well, like writing to the drum corps thing is one of the things that he not that he doesn't like, but like that's maybe not his bread and butter because he is so out of the box and he likes to yeah. make drum lines sound different ways. Michael Klesh is very much marching 101. Like he really gets what it requires on a brass instrument to get those points, right? Mm-hmm. Those two things, like that creativity and that fluidity and that um lack of of wanting a certain pulse or a certain thing that goes too long and clash they're going to have to do something with that because what we're going to see from an overall design standpoint is this idea this idea this idea this idea segmented segmented and that's okay like we did some of that too in our tenure at crown as you guys know very well but that high high level of composition in dci is the meshing of the amazing blue devil snare idea and the amazing trumpet visual idea that are happening and it's It's gears working together, not one thing than the other. And I would argue that's going to be a a part of what they work through, at least with their overall design. Right. It just
2: gives the show an element of flow that you have to have. I mean, I I mentioned before we started recording, one of the issues I have with drum corps outside of those top few groups is I feel like the show ends like three different times because there's those segmented things where it's like, oh, now it's over. Oh, wait, never mind. No, it's not. And it's a pacing thing. You might have individual amazing segments throughout a show that are just kind of individual ideas, but you have to connect the dots somehow. So it flows, either tells a story or stays on the theme of your show or whatever it is. So,
0: yeah, I think what you're saying too. both of those things kind of couple together when a show feels long, it's not quite right. When you feel like, man, this is just really going on and you're not just enthralled in it and it feels like it goes smoothly and you're like, oh man, that's over. Then there's something that just isn't quite clicking right. And like you were saying, Dan, what Mike Jackson and Kevin are able to do like in the indoor scene when it's just a blank canvas and they have all the open room, the success and what they're able to put together there is obviously undeniable and it works. Um, But being able to integrate that within what crown does will be interesting because crown is just so brass oriented i mean even from the rule change that they proposed and we can talk more about these but yeah they wanted to get rid of one of the music analysis judge to just make it a brass person which of course they would they have phenomenal brass every year that would probably really just boost them up a little bit competitively just having someone who's going to think less about percussion and more about the brass um it's a little offensive to me cuz i feel like we already are losing the game in the percussion realm from a i mean what does mike and kevin
1: think like about michael martin submitting that i mean I, you've got to think that there are some conversations happening behind the scenes no there
0: has to be affects. there has to be so just uh so just to reiterate that rule um and let's go back a few years when they took the percussion two judge off the field they made a percussion to judge the music analysis to which that guy has always kind of been someone who has a percussion background. If you look at the judging panel from quarterfinals, semifinals and finals last year, one of those music analysis judges was always like a percussion guy, Jay, Dave Carbone, Marty Griffin. Those dudes also judge the percussion caption. Um, But what crown was proposing is like, let's just get rid of one of those dudes and turn him into a brass guy. It's like, like, why the percussion is already lacking and it's a holistic approach anyway, because you have this one person on the field who's really struggling to get a read of both the battery and the front ensemble, much less the front to back just because they're so on top of everything. So,
1: yep. Yes. Yeah. I, I am quite interested in just the the branding behind that having crown do that. I mean, it's not a surprise, but it's definitely interesting um, and i'm I'm so interested in just the dynamic behind that because again, like, even with Cavaliers, I'll just, you know, forewarn like not to them because they know what they're doing and they can do whatever they want. And I'm totally subjective, but it's like you can throw all the biggest names together and fail miserably. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes that's not the ingredients that you want. And like, you know, ha- knowing Kevin Shaw being the creative director at Blue Knights and the creative direction both him and Mike like to have, Um, it's going to require them to be like kind of taking on some of those responsibilities from a programming standpoint. And maybe that's exactly what crown needs at this time. And, you know, I think those were the things that I read on Reddit after the season about why they ended where they ended and things like that. Um, So, but that's very like under the table, right? Because that's not what they're actually labeled as, but we all know you get your foot in the door and then like things change with the roles. I also wanted to talk about, Um, Some other cores as well. Uh, I know cadets obviously had like multiple staff changes going on blue stars. They had Rick Barclay in with the battery and Mm -hmm. it seems like something went wrong. RCC. I was hearing possibly bringing Sean Vega back. So something's going on there. We don't know Mm -hmm. Um, what other Mm -hmm. percussions. Yeah. uh, I I heard that. I'm not sure about who's writing for
2: RCC right now. I I don't know. Honestly, Um, it's all I'm gonna, just I'm
0: they're gonna not, find out though
2: <laughs> they're not
1: doing it's dude Blue Devils staff websites very ambiguous it's very like yeah. Borderless, you're not exactly sure what's going on, but the cadets. So, they brought back Lee. You guys just interviewed Lee, Uh they brought Travis, James, Barling, and Jake. They're all occupying battery leadership roles. Um, some of the staff from last year came back. There's some new guys, but very unknown what's going to happen with that. Lee is also still at the Mm crossman writing for them. So, um, I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure what's going on with them.
2: I personally think the cadets are going to continue to build off what. Tom and team did last year. I I don't know what was happening behind closed doors. Like we've talked to Tom a few times on our show and we don't have any in the know on that kind of stuff of how it went down. But I, I think I thought Tom did a great job with the cadets percussion last year from a, from an outsider looking in on the final product and everything and the progression they made throughout the season. Lee is obviously a student of Tom. He knows Tom, you know, he writes I would say he knows they're, the, cadets. He knows the cadets, cadets very well. I think it's the best possible move they could have made to continue off of what happened and the progress they made last season and see if I look at these top arrangers, writing styles, Lee and Tom have similarities with the aggression, the aggressive approach they take when they write battery music. And, you know, a lot of fast paradiddle little figures and paradiddles and triplet rolls in and out. And just the way the phrase is I notice a lot of similarities looking yeah. at the groups they've written for, so I think that was smart. And I think Lee also—he's like—he's got a roster in his back pocket of so many teachers and texts that he's either taught himself or worked with at past groups. I think James Sparling is great to bring in. I think Travis is going to be a great asset. I think I don't know much about the tech staff they brought in at this point, but from the top down,
0: a the lot of these tech, ta- tech staff are people that were there. Okay. Crown. So,
2: and that makes sense. They had a successful year in my eyes. So it makes sense to keep some of them around and if not all, and I yeah. think we're going to see really good things. I think the cadets are going to have a strong summer. I and agree. they brought yeah. in
0: Anthony from crown, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Monty, and stuff. Monty.
1: Um, and, uh, so Andrew Montero, who's obviously the front on arranger at, uh, GMU and mm-hmm. did the sound at crown last year, which was definitely the best year they ever have a sound design. You know, he was, removed when they brought Kevin in because Kevin does that. So he's writing the front and the sound at uh cadets. Anthony Anthony really co-writes the keyboard stuff at Mason as well now. And oh I didn't
0: know that.
1: Nice. So so he has Anthony. Yeah and Anthony by the way was is a chino and pulse guy. He didn't march but he's one of Ian's guys. Very he lives awesome. here in Kentucky. He lives in Kentucky. Yeah, if you guys aren't connected with him, he's awesome. He's my boy. Um, very good friend and, and awesome dude. Um, my argument with the cadets is this. If Lee can harness Travis the way that he harnessed Zach Schlicker in 2009, mm-hmm. they could pop one because Travis has the freshness and the contemporary indoor education and experience and, you know, the youth and the perspective. And I think Lee has the uh, brain and the knowledge to, like, give, give that template over. And I have seen the process start to happen. And he's definitely handing Travis the music and, tr- and letting him do what he does. Um, and I think that would be healthy just knowing what Lee comes out with. He's very dense and he's very like athletic and rudimental. Mm -hmm. And I think Travis can provide space and meter and rhythmic flow and sticking flow and things like that. And it could be a healthy marriage if done, you know, appropriately and with care.
0: I hope so. I mean, when that, when that transition was happening, of course I was talking to you and I was talking to, um, Travis a lot and uh, Tom Monkst was like kind of texting us back and forth. I mean, I won't say I didn't know anything about what was going on because Tom was texting <laughs> us, but um, I'm certainly not going to talk about any of it. And, and there was other issues with the cadets that they were trying to figure out. But I, when we talked to Lee, I think I told him off the record maybe, but <clears throat> I felt like him or Travis was the, the most obvious choice for that position either because Lee has so much history with the core and his style fits and he understands the core or Travis just because of you guys and where you're located and the connection you have to the east coast he's been with the cadets organization before with c2 uh cadets winter percussion when you guys did that it would it would just be an easy fit um and then i think a lot of the staff that they have that they kept and then they brought on some other people like sarah fabian and anthony and montero and stuff like that i hope that they do really well i love the cadets i always wanted to be a cadet before audition things happened there we were at the same yeah.
1: camp and i think we both got yeah. cut in Yeah, I think eight, so.
0: right? <laughs> shout in out eight uh i was there in 08. Yes.
1: yeah <laughs> all <laughs> that uh, yeah that year kind
0: of sucked anyway so the we kelly stuff. Stuff. <laughs> <Is> that the kelly <laughs> show they did all like nitro and vesuvius and stuff yeah they did that uh-huh. that
1: was a hard book but like it was a throwaway year for the design it was like
0: a duty <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry uh so it, it is enough it times past you're good yeah say, say what you feel I it's do. all good. But yeah, I, I hope that they have a lot of success just because, I mean, I don't wish any core ill. So No, <laughs> I mean, it, you, you mentioned Lee utilizing Travis. I think
2: that's one of his, and he hit on that a lot when we talked to him. It's one of his big strengths. And honestly, I would say it's a common theme that I've heard from all these big names that we have talked to. You know, your Rarix, your um, Unks, Lee, Scott Johnson, they delegate really well they're still trying to learn even at this advanced stage of their careers and they're humble enough to say you know this person brings something awesome to the table i'm going to let them run with this element of this program and you know i might give pointers that i that i have and from wisdom of the years and everything but he he's doing the right things it seems with this takeover, yeah. with this switch happening, and again, I'm very excited to see what they put out this year.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I, I hope for the best, and you know, I, I think everyone getting better is is better. It's still competitive. It's still going to be. I think. I think the Cavaliers thing is interesting. We're definitely going to learn. Um, we'll see how the rhythm X season goes. There's a lot of that mm-hmm. team there. Obviously, they brought Dawson on to work with the snare line. Josh Bricky, Russell. Uh, I know Jared Andrews is actually at X, right? Is yep. he still there or not really? Yep. Okay, so yeah, he's he there. So, um, But, you know, we'll we'll kind of get a sense of what Cavaliers are doing and what kind of – I know Mike has advertised the book is going to be aggressive. I don't want to, like, put too many things out there that I want to put out there. That being said, let's jump into these rules. I think there's well, a few we're yeah, going to yeah, dig yeah. into. One there's second.
2: There's one thing I have to throw out there as, like, a – you can call it a hot take or whatever. Okay. I think – as the last like drum corps prediction for this yes. coming summer, I'll do it. I think Phantom and Troopers are going to have phenomenal percussion sections this year.
1: <laughs> I said that. I said that. I actually said Troopers is going to be top five in percussion.
2: There's a very good chance, and I think Phantom's also going to get some of that fallout of Vanguard not coming out this year. Because they are, some
1: but, dude, I, this is my prediction too. I'm with you. Actually, I'm agreeing and disagreeing. Fair. Here's where I agree. I would think Paul is now going to put his his foot down on troopers with recruiting and being there. Yeah. So he's the one in the meetings. And I think I think talent will go to both. I agree. Let's say they split 50-50. And 50, the Vanguard percent of them go to troopers, and 50 go to Phantom. What we're dealing with is Paul Rennick in the meetings, doing what he does, and communicating to the judges what and how he does, or Matt and Tyler, Matt Pendlin and Tyler Sampson, are obviously new arrangers. They are mm-hmm. brand new arrangers in the world-class space. I don't see them making those moves. I think troopers will beat Phantom. I, I, I love both Matt and Tyler, by the way. I wouldn't be they're surprised by that. I can, with that I can agree with that statement.
2: I can agree with that, but said. I also, I don't necessarily agree that I think Rennick's going to be in all of these meetings. I think I think the Rennicks because they're very good friends with Lauren Teal, Make I, pause. I think Lauren is still going to be she's still the caption head. Obviously, I, I don't think Paul and Sandy are going to try to like, but they write. I know they write. I'm not saying they're not going to be involved. I just don't think they're <laughs> going to be in all of the meetings. as the primary person vying for the group to the judges and trying to like do what happens. We don't know and, that. We, we don't, don't know. know. That's what we, we don't know. Say. We don't know. Yeah. But we're, it's a podcast, they, but they we're could.
1: And they, they, ha- they have cell phones.
2: That, and you know what? to
1: Evan's point, to Evan's point, their staff is structured. He is the director of percussion at Troopers as well as the designer. So to Evan's point, oh. should he choose to step in, it's structured into their hierarchy and it wouldn't be, perf- uh, I guess, on paper, inappropriate. And if you think he wouldn't step in and write that ship, and kind of step on Lauren a tiny bit. I disagree. Also, just heartily. imagine
0: uh like Paul being phoned in or going in if he's there at a show for critique. Like, so why? Why did you have us down tonight? Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> he'll be like, "I'm here now."
0: Yeah, look, this is me.
1: It's me, and they'll be like, "Oh," and move to yeah. Well, I can't wait for us to um gather Talk about the season like, in like six months <laughs> and be like. Remember January fourteenth at ten fifty a.m. We said Trooper is going to beat Phantom. That being said, all the best. I have students. And I mean, they beat Phantom last Phantom. summer,
0: didn't they? Mm. No, in in no. percussion. No, I don't think so. Well, I actually have a list. I'll look it up while we're talking. They okay, did look
1: it up real quick. Look, <laughs> look it up. You you might be right. In which case, my my call is even less.
0: Less or, more yeah fast. probably true. <laughs> Let's yeah. see here. I got to go back. I have so many spreadsheets. DCI tour fees. Nope, don't want that one. <laughs> it's a
2: whole convo on its own on itself. Yeah, you guys are you guys are legit like sports analysts with this shit. Dude, I like the data. Um dude, we've done like timing breakdowns of like how, how much indoor groups are actually drumming throughout a show. Oh, I remember I was gonna say and...
1: it's funny how that data upset so many people.
2: It yeah. just I mean it just is what it is. I mean, I it's mean, just numbers. We just watched and we had a stopwatch on these cell phones that we were talking no, about. You, and guys, we just... you guys
1: are mean. You guys are so mean
2: are assholes for that. Um, they're, they're I mean, the data out. doesn't lie. Groups the don't run as much placement. as they did
0: today. Oh, it was ago. close. Phantom, this is probably, this is with the uh, average. Phantom was ninth and troopers were 10th. So, uh, see?
1: Okay, come on. Troopers right. did okay. beat. Uh,
0: yeah, I'd have to go back and look at the actual. I know why I
2: thought that they beat them because our predictions going into finals were that Phantom, you said Phantom was not going to finish well at all. I predicted they would finish a little higher than you, but they still finish higher than both of us said in percussion. So that's, that's why I had in my brain that troopers, Dude, they beat beat Cavaliers
1: overall. That was insane. Let's just check out some of these rules. We probably won't get deeply into all of them, but there's obviously a few that are worth mentioning. So the first um, rule proposal At the January, DCI 23 January, was the addition of Brass Ensemble Judge at Regionals and Championships. Removal of additional music analysis judge proposed by Michael Martin, uh, a new designer at the Carolina Crown uh, for their brass, working with Klesh, obviously. And he was at Cavaliers last year. Summary of this rule. The proposal would remove the second music analysis judge and add one ensemble judge who evaluates from the press box level at all major regional events, San Antonio, Atlanta, and Allentown, as well as all three days of competition in Indy for world championships. This judge's sole focus would be to evaluate the holistic brass ensemble from the same viewing perspectives as the GE and MA judges. Okay. We're already
2: we're already handicapping percussion judging as it is with the new yep. system there. Let's remove another person. That... Which
0: one were they wanting to get rid of the one that's percussion focused and change that to brass or the one yes. that's brass focused and change that to brass.
1: Probably not. But so wait, question, <laughs> question. The brass judge is currently on the field. Yeah. Move the brass judge to the stands.
2: hundred percent agree.
1: Are you really I mean... trying to evaluate individual blend and balance? Or are you trying to read the book and listen to the overall, product right the brass judge is on the field that's a field judge Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay so yeah this is rough i mean i think splitting the ma between a brass focused or a music focused and then a percussion focus is healthy i like having the two ma judges you know ma doesn't you don't get a trophy for ma it's kind of a throw not a throwaway caption but um points count for this for this brass ensemble, Judge, would these points go towards the brass score? This would be a second brass judge. Is that what I'm reading about this?
0: Would that also factor into the placement awards for and for the That's what GMI. I'm saying? The, the
1: <laughs> captions. Yes, no, yeah. it would. So, so it would shift
0: this, over well, music A is already in the music box with percussion and brass, right?
1: Correct, but MA doesn't affect the caption awards at all.
0: Correct. And there's
1: no MA caption award. So this, I'm assuming this brass ensemble would be averaged in some way with the brass judge. And there'd be two brass that then make the gym odd.
0: Yeah, these these summaries so. are so hollow. It's like, what's the what's the root? What's the actual purpose of this? Like, what are you trying to accomplish? Like, what are we what do you want? <laughs> so I don't I don't really know. Highlighting and evaluating however subjectively differences in cousin. This would serve as a very specific avenue for which instructors and designers might have. Yeah, I don't know. I just it just seems like they're trying to, in my more opinion, brass, less percussion, more brass, less percussion. I don't know if that's Great. the spirit, but that's what it feels like. Well,
1: I already know people like the second we talk about putting the percussion judge in the stands, we're like, we're going to turn into BOA and blah, blah, blah. It's like this actually makes me agree with that argument about becoming too much like BOA. Like we need and honestly, I don't even see why the brass judge is on the field. That seems why is the brass judge on the field? And the percussion judge can't go into the field. Like what the, I, I feel like at this point where people are located, it's not actually having to making do sense. with making the best assessment, right? Like shouldn't the percussion judge be able to judge the full percussion? Like when we're writing the battery and the front ensemble or, you know, Tom Rarick or Andrew Markworth or whoever you're writing the whole thing on a single score. Right. So it's well, like, I I'm like, and, and I don't know. It's like, maybe we're just too wrapped up in that. Cause when you watch blue devils. Like they present very segmented for the most part because they're like better idea, pit idea bet. you can judge one thing at a time. And maybe that's, we all just need to design more pragmatically like that.
0: They do my opinion. I think that I like having people on the field just because mm-hmm. I feel like it does continuously drive focus to member excellence yes. and crediting the members. I don't think we should remove those people. I just think we should add more. Like I don't think why you don't have to like cut... solve one issue by like getting rid of another or like change it. Just add. Can like, we? They're like, oh, money. This ma. Money. No. Why don't
1: we cut music analysis?
0: Yeah, just
1: cut ma. Make one of them brass and, and one, of one of them, them percussion. percussion ensemble. Yeah,
0: right. I, ensemble. I would be totally in fine with that. Like you have a brass guy on the field, a brass guy on the stands. You have a percussion guy on the field, a percussion guy on the stands. You average and that the percussion for guy on the field. Can go on the field. That's what it used to be, anyway. Yeah. I like, felt like we're going in circles. Like look, the people, we, I mean, we kind of are in the box.
1: I think we should have P one and P two. I think he should be able to go on the field with knowing you have to. The problem with the field thing is you need to research your routing at the level yes. of a Mike Lightsky. Mike Lightsky literally writes out a map for what part of the shows he can go where. I think one thing that'd be alleviated with having P2 instead of MA2 would be that, well, one, you wouldn't feel inclined to catch everything. You catch what you catch and you go, next time I'll get something else and you move Mm -hmm. on. The second thing is a a group that might read really well with it. And this is like not even likely, but like let's say a group reads segmentally well on the field, but ensemble is boring or ensemble like doesn't make sense. And then you get hit up top, you're getting actually a way better average of like well rounded. Yes,
2: you're gonna get the credit for that segmental stuff. You're doing really well, and you're also gonna get. I don't want to use the word knocked because I think it's a build up system, just like WGI. But like, you're gonna get less credit, and it's gonna get called out that the ensemble cohesion might not be there, or the the arranging might be boring at, at times. But you're still gonna get credit for that yeah. nasty snare phrase they nailed.
1: You know, realistically, if you're good on the field, you're probably good vertically. Yeah, like that's kind of ridiculous yeah. to just like think about, but. I talked about Vanguard last year and they were good. Like their percussion on the field is fine, but the writing and the way the music was laid out, it didn't have the flow and the and the memorability. It was a weird year for like the music they chose and it hurt them in the percussion caption. Right, mm-hmm. their their drumline, their pit were as good as ever, right? But it, at that level, it does come down to the risks that you're taking and like what people take away from an impression standpoint. So a group like Boston was able to come up because they made an impression at least in one facet of their writing, whereas Vanguard, I actually think, what did Vanguard get third? They still, uh,
0: the I think they did get third. I, I think, think it BD was, was third, second. Yeah. BD was two, and they
1: were very upset about getting third. I saw some very sad Vanguard snare drummers after finals being. Consoled, and you know, I get it. You're used to winning, and then you don't. Blah blah blah. And I think, and you just
2: you're competitive by nature, and all of us are in this to win it. And I, I can get why you'd be upset. I mean, you think everybody at that top level, everyone's phenomenal. I mean, at the top three, four drum lines, percussion sections every year, they're all really freaking good. And it really does come down more to things that you just pointed out, and we mentioned to mentioned earlier in this discussion about who fit those puzzle pieces together the best
1: right 100 so that all being said i think we all three would agree we are <clears throat> against this rule getting passed and we know that the outcome what it was i believe yeah, it i got
0: voted down obviously yep
1: okay number two this one is confusing but let's read it real quick competition Uh-oh. times is proposed by the scouts team don't need to read all their names So jason robb i believe is a program coordinator shout out friend of the show one of our early interviews in austin texas Summary of competition times. This rule proposes all world and upper-class cores competitive performances fall between eight and 10 minutes in length with cores scheduled in 15 minute intervals. Uh, Long story short, shorter. This is shorter. Currently cores are typically scheduled in 17 minute intervals with the rule book stating each world-class core shall be in competition and it's complete competing personnel, not less than 10 or more than 13 minutes. So changing the basement. Uh, by two minutes, and then the ceiling by three. Each open class core not less than eight and a half minutes, nor more than thirteen minutes. Why do they write? Oh, not less. No, they did say nor. Why do they write like nor and shall and stuff? It's like
0: really so <laughs> <Medieval>. serious. <laughs> yeah. Thou shall not pass. Um, this is the only. <laughs> this is the only rule that passed, and it passed with a modification. So the original proposal was to yeah, let me pull uh, have that in shows the model ruined eight to <laughs> 10 minutes long, eight to 10 minutes. So 10 minute cap. Um, currently shows are, I think 10 to 13. Um, and yeah. so basically what they did was they made it. Well, okay. You can write a show that's between eight and 13. So they didn't shorten them at all, which I think that they should.
1: They, they didn't um, shorten the top end of it.
0: Correct. But you can top have an end. eight minute show now. Yeah. Let's go. I would eat eight to 12 max. Like I would even say eight to 11 is probably the sweet spot for me personally, Um, I'm all on board with this rule for a number of reasons. Um, DCI is freaking expensive. And I think the number one way that cores are going to have to start changing tour in order to save money is cutting the length of it. Because the number, the top expenditures have to be gas, food, and housing. They just have to be. Um, I did reach out to a drum corps CEO and like ask them if they would be willing to come on our podcast like hey would you want to come on and just tell us like what percentage of your budget is gas like don't give me numbers like we spend X amount of dollars on this 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 just like percentage wise how much is gas of your budget percentage wise food blah 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 percentage wise how much of your budget is covered by tour fees those sort of things I think it'd be fascinating because those three things the length of time on tour has to just drive it up gas food housing And these cores are going to have to start making shorter shows so that they can still achieve a high level of excellence and clarity with less time. Yep. And if you are taking a show from 12 minutes and making it 10 and a half, 90 seconds worth of music is a lot. And drill. And drill. That's a lot to cut off to still allow you to maintain that, that high caliber plus, as much of a fan of drum corps as I am, these long shows just get boring. They just get boring after a while. Two, two ballads. Two ballads. <laughs> Ballad
1: so, number two.
0: And I think we have to start taking the fan experience into account. Like, if you were to 100% sit, agree. If you were to sit at DCI finals, just finals, let alone uh, quarterfinals and semifinals, from the welcome to the end of retreat is about five and a half hours. Five and a half hours, and that's, that's 12 lot. groups. Uh, yeah, they usually do a front end where they do like the marine <laughs> band and then they do like a couple other, um, like the sound sport or some things like that. But still, if you just take the top 12, they do it takes four hours to get through that versus BOA, yeah. it takes three hours. So they've shaved 60 yeah. minutes off 12 groups. Uh, so I'm gonna I point something younger. out. Yeah. Evan mentioned
2: taking the fan experience into account. I'm gonna use an example here of like people have had discussions forever about how do we make drum corps more popular with people outside of, and you can talk about the the floor to really appreciate it. A certain level of knowledge is required to really get it and understand the competition part of it. But I think the normal person can appreciate what this activity does, but you look at how, like Evan said, you're not going to get anyone to sit through six 15 14 minute show after four it's it's five and a half hours whatever we, we know the drum corps coffee shop guys robert martinez just got on tiktok and started putting clips on there of like not just drumline stuff like drum corps little clips and he's had some stuff blow up like millions of views on some of that stuff and it's yeah. like that tells you right there people can appreciate this and you have to, if you if you want to try to expand that audience beyond just former members, former staff, current staff, and like parents, you have to make it a little more palatable. And I think shortening that, even if it's 10-minute shows, will make it more digestible and keep the normal person engaged more. We shouldn't be even be competing. All right,
1: it. I'm going to restructure DCI completely. We, oh, geez, here we go. We just, we, all the cores go we just obliterate the cores we break the walls <laughs> down we create one organizing marching organization performance organization using all the members and all the top staff to manage right so you just like break it down like this and then we do just like one show it's an hour long and you 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 it's like you not everyone's in everything, right? And you can do scene changes. You can just stop. All right, let's change a set like a Broadway show. And we just don't compete because it's like, I, I just feel like, and here's why. This rule is going to do nothing. And here's no, why. It's not because at all. It's not because of this. While you could have an eight minute minimum show, who is going to sacrifice their content in a competitive space? Everyone wants as much time as they can to do what they want to do with their music with their drill with ideas that are unencumbered by rule self uh, incurred rules based on the design and what you need out of the design to score appropriately in the ge captions in those high level captions so people are still gonna be like well we still need a drum feature this long we still need this much brass music of this variety to check all the brass boxes and as long as we are writing to compete which the groups that are competing are no one's doing an eight minute show no, unless but you I don't say, have a drum line
0: Just i would say line. too that doing a 13 minute show is a disadvantage like if you pull up that spreadsheet i made oh well yeah i have um, it um so the difference in show length between 2022 and 2012 going back a decade wasn't much but then dropping back down to 2002 it's like 70 seconds less um the average show length in the top 12, 10, yeah. 55. I and mean, then I was more fascinated too, if you scroll down, like every champion from 2022 back down to 2000, the average show length outside of three groups was all below 12 minutes. Yeah. Those are the groups that won. Uh, okay, there the you only go. the only three outside of that were cadets uh 11 they won 11 and 05 and then crown 13 my thing
1: is this is a minute and a half
0: difference we're talking about
1: eight minutes like yeah. i want to do an eight minute show like i think that is a better length
0: but just to say like people want to cram so much when they want as much time as they want on the field and we need all these 13 minutes we like having that much time oh in this statistic does not reward you from a championship spe- space. I mean, maybe you're finishing pretty well, but you're You not can overstay. Winning. You're welcome. I mean, you just get I'm long totally and hurt. you get more. Oh, yeah, SCV was over 12. I mean, dude, there, but...
1: what I'm also looking at here, not to like shit on this idea, because I think you're right. These are outlier shows. These are like really, really good shows. This is not like a normal year. Like, okay, 2000 cadets, like the best drum corps show ever. Oh, only followed by like these are teams that had their shit together like really well. And yeah. I think, again, it's hard to be concise when you're trying to just wrangle personnel and the flow of the, how the work is getting done. And these are like the best examples of drum corps shows at all. And For I actually sure. think that's the more interesting data point is the most goaded shows are also shorter. shorter. I mean, yep. that, I love oh that. wait,
0: phantom show Spartacus that told wait. an absolute story, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I this mean, team
1: was operating at lightning capacity. Like, yeah, yeah but the, at the same, or whatever, however you would say, they're fi- Yeah, they're fi- firing, firing on all over, cylinders. Right, yeah. Yeah, at the same like,
0: time, we were talking about like shows that just don't quite get it. Like sometimes, if you have more time or have less time, it forces you. Like I got to get my point across like right away. Like I, I, I certainly gotta agree. You have, um, to, you, you have to trim the fat so to speak i don't You've have got to make like, it lean and mean i also loved watching uh going back to 2002 and like there were zero pre-shows pretty much like everybody just started like they had the hands and then they just went i was like this is great yep. and i i honestly do miss some of the old school uniforms i don't miss how hot they were but the look how they I was look. like, i mean dang. i
1: kind of like what cadets did with their like um very much yeah. so i think that was the right like you know level to it and i agree like the identity of the uniform thing is cool i think part of length here as well other than the composition aspect and trying to compete is props that moving physical structures across space takes time and um you know blue devils they do it the best but there there's not a lot of scott chandlers out there you know like he not everyone has figured out what him and jim Vanderkoff um and and jim moore do at uh, or sorry john Vanderkoff and jim moore do at at blue like these are again, these are outliers who have the theater Broadway experience. And then everyone else is trying to do and in fact it's probably making their shows longer while it's making Blue Devil's shows shorter and it's yeah. doing this even more. You know what I'm and saying? And they
0: probably to, to go back to, to the BOA up, comparison, like obviously those high schools have a pretty healthy like parent following to help them get on and off the field that drum corps don't have advantage. And props is a big one, too. Like, if we had less props, we could probably get on and off the field faster. We don't need 17-minute intervals to set up the six skate ramps that we have on our field. A little downside up reference. but Or whatever it is. I mean, the prop thing, I know people, I don't really care from props from a financial standpoint. I know some people out there are like, oh, they're spending so much money on props and electronics. It's like, well, not really. Um, They sell that stuff. It's not as expensive as people think it is um it's not as much of the budget as people think it is
1: at the high level no nah. i mean the yeah. big boys are being personas and uh
0: yeah.
1: yamaha and all these companies are and you're reselling it for sure yeah. yeah it's it's when you need to get your the the thing is the the the, the entry the ticket for entry is so high now if you want to yeah. and that's why it's like you know you hear people and you see people go i'm starting an indoor group you're like i bet you are like <laughs> good luck like you, you, it's that thing where you, when you're succeeding, you're succeeding. So the people who are getting the shit for free, they don't even need it. It's the people no. who need it. that can't get it. Nope. And that's, you know, and that's just like the nature of reality. Like I'm not opposed to that. Right. The The pro athletes don't need to be sent all the Jordans, but they are.
2: Yep. <laughs> it's exactly.
1: really an advertising play it's this advertising
2: yeah it's all it's, marketing why
0: are these teams the money buying new uniforms like well they're not really well, they're not them, buying so. uniforms they're uh no i
1: mean but like again like pearl probably hooks up like two groups for indoor like i think mystique is outfitted for free i think x is mostly outfitted for free but like we have to pay for our front at gmu like there's levels to it just you know there's just you have to you have to get like, and we would all agree. This is a funny thing is like as much complaining as like I would do, or like we do about like that type of thing, like Vic or like just like wanting that level of, um, I don't know, not I guess exposure and that level of trust from a company. It's also like, yeah, we need to like get there. Like I've kind of c- come to a point where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this, how we're doing it now. It's not like we have nothing. And when we meddle, I know it will have been on us. And then when the companies want to come in and level up, I'm ready to do it. But I'm like, Mm -hmm. not, I don't know. I'm not in that place where it's like, we deserve this. And that's like, you know, we've done well, but like, yeah, I get it. Like I need to like get some hardware. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah. And like this, I mean, this stuff isn't, these stats are more intriguing to me. It's not like this is what's causing this. It's like not causation equals correlation or correlation, equals whatever it is. Um, I just find it fascinating to kind of pour through data and be like, what are these trends? Like, what are, what are we doing? But like, I mean, when you're doing a show and like, I'd put the caveat on there, I didn't really include pre-shows unless it was something that seemed pretty significantly staged or like uh, people had to take time. Like if all the course stand in there, like waving, like that's not a pre-show to me, but if you're designing stuff that you have to clean and teach and work on, that's a blades difference. of grass. That, so,
1: that was so stock.
0: So I did that in the middle of the show. Yeah, <laughs>
1: hey, you guys had that <laughs> little brush part. Yeah. Check, check, check.
0: Yeah. See, Since Amaya, little seven, four time there
1: anyway? Yeah, that was a great year for the record. <laughs> that was a legendary year. All right. So uh, show length, it did pass, it, but it was modification.
0: It really? Everybody's going to still be long. It really That's
2: didn't the, pass.
1: Yeah. This is the number we need to look at. The ceiling is the same length eight minutes is are is the basement. So that's lower, but also the interval didn't change. And that's the big one right there. Yeah.
2: It's like, you couldn't even find a middle ground and go 11 and a half.
0: Take I mean, the reason finals, off, like they wouldn't
2: even find a middle ground. It's the like, reason finals
0: on. is so long is because compared to BOA finals, there's about, I think it was like 22 minutes of extra time for intervals. And then DCI typically they didn't last year, but typically does an intermission that's also like another 22 minutes. So just makes it longer. Uh, the only reason I would love to, to hear the counter through.
2: arguments for that rule change. Like who were the, what were the people saying that were against?
1: It's too different, man. It's just too different. We need the
0: time. We yeah, can't get off the field that fast. The, they had, much had, much that had
2: to have a better argument than that. It, like, they had to have something profound for them to not change the ceiling. No, no they, they don't. don't.
1: And here's why. Because <laughs> the profound the profound arguments happen in the room, and then the directors go off and actually decide if it passes. Um. And when the directors go behind closed doors, they're like, yeah, so we know what's really going on. Nah. The woodwind rule passed, and they're like, nah. You know what I mean? Oh, did it? So it's like, I mean, when I was there in 20, the 2020 year, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Passed, yeah. And then the directors were like, oh, yeah, all the alumni are going to stop funding us, so we... We
2: can't, can't
1: do, do this, and that's just what it is. I mean, yeah. So that money makes pass, the world go that, around. That that passed, but not really. It was kind of whatever. Okay, let's quickly go through these. Yeah, so yep. none of these passed. Yeah. None of these passed. Caveat, but uh number three was change the caption in general effect one and GE two to GE music and GE vision. Again, this was Michael Martin. He's going heavy. Newly appointed a Carolina Crown. Summary: <laughs> the proposal would change the nomenclature of the GE judging captions from GE1, GE2 to GE music and GE visual. I uh, don't BOA.
0: like this They're at just all. making it, G- they're just trying to make it like, BO- like, I would be more intrigued than like what they wanted to change the sheets to say. Like, what do you want to change the sheets to say then?
1: Just feel like the more parameters we put up in these captions, the more they just time, they go, I'm kind of crossing captions, but wow, it's like, can we just enjoy, like when you experience art, it's not just like, oh, I'm the color judge of the painting and I'm the texture judge of the painting and I'm the size and I'm the shading. And I'm the, like, when you, engage with something as a, as a person, like different things hit at different wavelengths. And it's like, I right. hate how many restrictions I already think like, I'm going down. This is my new thing. The judges, WGI judges, there's eight of them. And they do one through 10. That's what you get. Like a, like Olympic judging. All right. You got a 9. <laughs> 9.75 holding up. Signs. No cap- Cause dude, they're not judging the captions that they're assigned to anyway. I'm telling you yeah. right now.
2: I've heard enough tapes to agree with you on that. That a lot of judges will jump caption sometimes and uh, speak it's, on things they fine. shouldn't be evaluating. They should,
1: dude, but they should. They should just be able to. Yep. Enjoy, they should just be able to assess it and uh, enjoy. So you it. like
0: it more like the the ice skating, like the Olympic style judging, yep. like everybody gets like, all right, here's your here's your take.
1: You just give them a rank like it's Rotten Tomatoes, you know what I mean? Like <laughs>
0: you get thirty nine percent, and then we can have uh, yeah. user reviews. I literally oh, think God. the
1: audience should should the audience should get a, a small portion of the outcome.
0: That'd be interesting. That to your be... guys' point, Rhythm X would have won last year, probably. Well, they had the most generally effective show according to the judges.
2: Yeah.
1: So again, yeah, but anyway, all, that's all to say. I think we want we want less barriers and not more. So I don't like this, and it didn't pass anyway. All right, pacing of evaluate. <laughs> it's like these three people, like so classic. And I see Jim was there. Uh, pacing of evaluation. This is again, the scouts guy summary, the proposal introduced a 10 day exhibition period at the beginning of 23 DCI tour providing performers with an opportunity to transition the competitive season with a series of non-scored. Pro- okay. Nope. Don't like that. <laughs> yeah, and that even. didn't pass. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what I guess one, to save money, but whatever. I don't like that ju- rule. just in general.
0: This okay. one. I don't completely disagree with. Um, I feel this like is this brass- is the blue. I feel like this is the blue coats rule. <laughs>
1: It's against the blue codes. Yeah, this is the brass amplification parameters rule that's signed off by not only scouts leadership, as well as crown leadership and Cavaliers leadership. So the summary is this proposal stipulates that short-range personal microphones cannot be used for ensemble reinforcement of the horn line. Such microphones would only be used to amplify musical content that is soloistic or soleistic in nature. This proposal would not place limits on the number of performers that may perform such content at one time or through the duration of that ensemble's performance. Note it is that amplified solo content should not reinforce non-amplified ensemble content. I don't like this at all. I I think it's too late.
0: It feels like the cat's like we're too far down the rabbit hole at this point. I don't like people like double-miking their parts and stuff. It's like it's freaking loud. DCI is loud. Like we don't need to make it louder. Uh, the augmented sound, I don't think people are doing that as much as the outside thinks they are. Like, I don't think everybody's like, oh, they're just like auto-tuning the horn lines. Like, you know how hard that would be to do live? That'd be almost impossible. Um, but. You, the electronics are they're just done they're they're it's out there it's baked in the my, cake at this point
1: that's why I'm saying like this whole like become a performance organization focused on actual entertainment and not judging granular content is like this technology works so we should use it
0: one thing you were talking about like a 40 or a 60 minute show uh, if you haven't seen it during the covid year um Tarpon Springs high School outdoor performance ensemble, They did the marching band and I don't know what other organizations in the school were involved. Maybe the choir, maybe the theater, but they did a 40 minute production of Hamilton. Yep. Yeah. And it was nasty. See, that's cool. It was nasty. They broke the (laughs) rules, man. And the whole ensemble wasn't playing it the whole time. It wasn't the whole band. It wasn't, I mean, it was because they're not worried
1: about content judging. Yeah. They're just making music and performance art. Like people, don't care about these like really high level technical things that we're trying to impress the judges with. It's not what people care about.
0: I do like the competitive aspect, though. I will say that uh, I'm I a do competitive too, person, but,
2: but, but if... we're part of we're we have this ingrained in ourselves. I think there point. is an like, avenue we... of the
0: activity that could bring more um, opportunity for people. If you did have like, I would. Like to repl- like similar to WGI, there's DCI competitive and there's DCI like E entertainment to where you have these groups that, like, hey, we're gonna have an organization that we're gonna do it on a different day. Maybe it's on Sunday, maybe it's on Friday or in the day where we're gonna put on like productions. And it's just like gives people the opportunity to march and compete and learn at a high level, but it's different. I don't know. I just randomly thought of that, but and maybe,
1: maybe DCI E is like the best of the best. Cause my thing is like,
0: no are you gonna age pay? Limit. Are you
1: exactly. Are you going to pay or are you going to get paid? Because in the current DCI thing, not only do the performers pay $5,000 a year, but I would argue the instructors basically break even unless you're a designer making $10,000, yeah. which just those top level ones are. Everyone else is essentially losing money teaching. So it's like, dude, like if you showed me DCIE and you presented me with like a role and a thing, and you were going to pay this much. And it was like, I mean, I just there's a real bubble to what we can ask the kids to pay, like five grand for real. It's getting and then ridiculous. The instructors get paid basically nothing. Like that's a thing. Is it's not like the kids are paying more and the instructors are getting paid more fairly. That's not what's happening.
0: Well, if you do we, we have start to that, all see that,
2: if you do start that more production focused aspects, you would very easily be able to design it to appeal to a wider audience outside of ourselves in this it'd be more marketable super more bowl marketable.
1: halftime yeah.
2: yeah i mean
1: we are so talented this is what is insane look how talented our best people are and they waste it doing something that no one watches and that's very sad like if scott chandler uh jim Moore, john Vandercoff, paul Rennick, like that's like the blast model The the superstars teamed up and like, again, it kind of sucks because like none of those people are young designers, but they are the most prolific and probably the best. If they all teamed up and had a 150 person drum corps at their disposal that was meant to be a thing on its own, like a Broadway show or Super Bowl halftime, like just like, dude, that would be amazing. Like that's viral, right? We and lack virality to Fantini's point about drum corps, coffee shop, TikTok.
0: To me, that would be like. I think the, the- virality is there. We that would be not, not the avenue to spin on on, like that would be the avenue. It's like all right let's put some props in here we're gonna make this like a, a 30 45 minute thing like a cirque de soleil show and we're gonna just go hard
1: or even blue coat 16 to your point if that was marketed the right way no one cares that it's this circuit they care about kids running up and down ramps in synchronized it's like that video in japan when they're walking and it's like that coordinated oh, yeah. walking yeah. thing, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. if you if you can, like, that's the thing about effect is that there's intellectual effect, but then there's like the regular person effect, which is like just the dumb, just the wow, yeah, just yeah. the wow. All
2: right, pardon me. I'm gonna go start a TikTok account and just comb through all the years of drum corps and indoor and just clip all of the best moments and go viral. And well, that's I'll, what uh... like
0: that 2002 Cavi Show framework when they take their instruments down, they're doing the whole. and all that stuff like people are going nuts and it's like it just looks cool it's clean it's like aesthetically like okay i get it like yeah
1: yeah it's just cool yeah we are we are that's the thing is we've our identity is so in flux all the time between like are we just like a dance music Organization, or are we trying to be something more? And some cores are doing more. I think Bluecoats are doing all of it. They're like an amazing movement organization, their program, their music design, and their props and production, but not everyone can do that. And again, I would argue there's like a really big spread between those top groups, their design, and then everyone else. Because the talent level between those bottom, you know, 12, 12th through 15th place and the top three, I don't think the talent is as different as the design is different. That's that would be my argument.
0: Mike and I were having a conversation, too, with uh, just another group of people that we chat with, and it's like, what is DCI compared to? Like, how does that model compare to other things that make money? Um, And to me, like two things stood out. It's like a circus and then like an off-Broadway show. But the big difference is that an off-Broadway show, they go into a town and they stay there for like four or five days. And they sell tickets for like three nights in a row and they have people come in. That seems like a more reasonable model. Like instead of like traveling these cores around like for miles and miles and miles, hit up One big show cities, hit up big cities, bring the judges to them or the audience to them. Like I drove six hours to go to Atlanta show. People will drive. Oh, yeah. You don't have to have a show in like every single city and just park on there for three days and be like, all yeah. right, we're going to compete or like have shows for three, four days in a row. It should be uh, like
1: finals every single weekend. Yeah. Every weekend could be that big.
0: They're going to save so much money on travel, save so much money on just like, everything and you can just bring in more people and like all right you didn't get tickets to this show like we'll have tickets to the next show well let's
1: let's kind of transition this convo I, i do want to talk wgi as well just knowing the time of year but i am wondering when i heard and then saw that vanguard was going um defunct or whatever the technical term they used in their pr and marketing was um and then dan atchison is obviously retiring um my gut tells me that more changes afoot that's beyond like these little rule changes about judging. And then obviously this last one, br- brass pre-recorded stuff like didn't pass basically nothing passed as it usually doesn't. Um, but I have a feeling that to your point about how the touring happens, the length of the tour as it relates to the length of the show, what we can do, all those things. I think it's not going to be about rule proposals. It's going to be about like sink or swim as a
2: the structure of the activity government itself. body. Yes,
1: yeah. the structure of activity going more localized. Um, being more particular with our touring, less cores um, or more cores that are at a lower level. But the thing is that with the way the internet works, you can't even fill the cores at a lower level now. So there's this really weird moment we're in where it's not like there's all these kids to be in the cores. Like kids aren't marching at the lower level. They just don't want to do it. They want, they see the high level groups. They want to do that. And if there's less of those, they don't march. They just sit, they sit the summer out. So it's like, it's just a weird time. And I just don't see the economics really getting better for the current touring model. So I absolutely agree. I think that things are going to kind of change and it's not going to be like a, we have to vote on it. Nah,
0: right. Yeah. They'll just step in at some point and be like, well, we can't we can't just be so focused on this model and the way we're doing things that we leave ourselves open to the idea of just not existing in five years. Like we're going to have to try right. to do something different.
1: Yeah. And it's going to spook some people, but I'm, I'm more than ready for it. And I've made a couple good suggestions, even on this podcast of so DCI is listening and they want to throw me a, a consulting fee. I am a free agent this summer and I am the ready to get in there. The Heck plug. Yeah. Always Heck yeah. plug in. always plug in, but Hustling. Um, yeah, we WGI. Yeah. Let's talk WGI a little, you know, we, we haven't seen any groups announce anything with, I no. think I love how we just like, we just keep pushing it back. And like, you know what we're doing for GMU at least is we're going to make our announcement the weekend we go out, which is like in February. Um,
2: I think that I makes think, sense. I don't think what, I mean, what's the big deal? Like, why do you, you think more people are going to come to your local circuit shows? Cause you announced your show three weeks and tried to build hype on Instagram. Like it's,
1: it's something to check off the list for sure. I think we all feel like we just have to get that done um, and put that out there. But I do think at least in the percussion world, like we're pushing it back more and more, Mm -hmm. but I'd love to hear, you know, like between last year and we all look, you know, we get out of WGI finals and we all like have our awakening about where the activity is at and what expectation is from the judges. And we all learn something. And, um, you know, I think if I could go back to 2019, which was the last full fledged WGI It was the Broken City year setting the highest record. And you saw, even before that, you saw the people coming out and buying into the Broken City brand and writing like Mike Jackson, trying to at least, and doing the staging and choreo.
2: Tons.
1: tons. And I could name so many. I'm not going to. I already have publicly. I guess I might, but so many groups did that thing. Right. And Almost none of the groups that did that thing really were successful in 2022, which is kind of awesome, right? I don't really think you saw anyone at the top tier or even mid-top tier that was really trying to do that. There were some elements, like I watched Infinity and they did their like, blah, 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 like motific rhythmic mm-hmm. spurts, which was a little bit like that. But they actually did it in a, a different way. And they like kind of stuck to their like kind of a- athletic, aggressive style or whatever. Um, But we saw Pulse come out and I would say do the Pulse thing to an extent we probably haven't seen them do it. And what that is is heavily produced, heavily propped, heavily visual ensembled, um, just macro, just content, hyper, like more is more type type thing. And um, they they, set the highest record, right? But they didn't win GE. They did not win GE. I I think
2: Pulse played their butts off. Like that's the reality of the situation last season. And they
1: played their butts off. They're very clean in the stands. I agree. It was like flawless. they
2: did what you said of they did what pulse always does. And I mean, to an extent, yeah, they did win GE, but they're going to be super clean every year. The system they have in place, the members they get every year, um, they're going to have a high level of clarity. They're going to be at the top top of the conversation in terms of the PA judge um, and and, in the hands, hands uh, subcaption. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but I think that's going to be the same thing they do this year. Pulse has been doing what pulse does for a long time now, and they've been being very successful doing it. So that's my first prediction. Pulse is going to be super clean again, and they're going to have the same kind of very produced, um, shows we come to expect from them year in and year out. I don't think they're going to buck the system. I don't think they're going to come out and do anything crazy. Um,
1: their cleanliness is what did that back in in twenty ten, which kind of put them on the map mm-hmm. and, and made everyone notice and and believe. And you know the way that they produce is very much about the personnel they have. John is right. John Mapes is writing the book. He's writing the drill. His mm-hmm. wife Rochelle is her choreographer, and, and she has
0: extensive dance background. Yeah,
1: you can tell. Yep. The yeah, movement program very much so. Is as good, I as think anybody. she like teaches
0: dance, like dance, like teaches dance, like yep. the studio or something. Like she that does. is a big difference to me with like a program like that because you can tell when that visual ensemble is very well educated in the information and somebody's dedicated to like filling out the entire show versus like other groups where they have a large visual ensemble and they have a lot of stagnant time or stagnant moments
1: yeah she has thirty-eight thousand followers on instagram so wow. she like has her own dance following and brand and i think pulse is like when i think about pulse i think about you know like a blue devils or a vanguard in terms of like the cohesion and the Mm -hmm. depth of their or their visual side of things it's for sure it's really really solid yep um and i see so that being said i think mike you're spot on i think they're going to come out and be great and they'll be top whatever and they'll be amazing and they'll be pulse and i think that's what what they know how to do
2: I want to clarify, too. I don't say they're going to do what they do from a a negative standpoint. I think it's a positive for them because, obviously, what they do works. Like, they're in the conversation every year. I don't say that from, like, oh, they're just going to come out and be exactly the same. Like, no, I'm not saying it from a a place of negativity. I'm saying it's their strength. Like, they do what they do super well. So they'll put little flares in there and change little things up. But I think, overall, it's going to be –
0: Pulse. In general, I don't really like the massive visual ensembles. Um, like six, seven more. If somebody like Broken City, they hardly ever have they ever had a visual ensemble? I don't I don't think so. Um so obviously it's not a necessity. Cause it's just hard to do really well um in this space. Yeah. Like there is the WGI winter guard space for indoor guard and dance. And when you have like a group like that that's like seven, eight, nine, ten, it's if you have them all out there for a lot of the time of the show, it's hard to keep it captivating. Uh, so that's one thing I hope groups start to get away from is just like massive visual ensembles. Probably not. Um, and do's then money. Th- <laughs> Yeah. That's it's money. You no good point. Money. It's money. Good point. Uh, 14 grand. Yeah. And then another thing that I hope people start to get away from is the. Let's take our drums off and do ballet. Like I just don't like that it seems very performative it seems like we're trying oh my to god you're gonna box. love our show dude uh, you're gonna
1: love what we do it's okay. so that it's literally that but it's <laughs> oh, it's because god. of like when i was telling you guys like it's because of that and you <laughs> you said ballet like a joke like oh ballet we are oh,
0: literally doing ballet dude yeah. i'll be interested to check it out
1: but you're gonna uh, laugh that's the thing is it's supposed to be a criticism of what we all feel we're supposed to do right gotcha. oh kind
0: of like gotcha. what Ayala did like a dc yes, now we're we're doing what you whole, were doing what you were doing what you wanted like is this that mm-hmm. is
1: literally the point is, okay it's like these these are the modules of indoor that you have to do to you know check we're those checking the box here we go. go well yeah. i mean and, and
0: sometimes it feels like that less unintentionally than what maybe you're trying to do but it's yeah. just like well we're just gonna do this and do that and like I don't. This is what we're supposed to do. Yeah, this is what we're supposed to be doing. So here we are. We took our. Got to write off. this. Listen to this. We're gonna we're gonna cue this visual moment up so beautifully with uh, match the music with the visual. Like, I mean, I am glad that I didn't have to do that because I would be really bad at it. Yep, because I am not. <laughs> I am not very coordinated in that fluidity. Um,
1: yeah, it's 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 good when it's good and it's bad. literally otherwise unless you unless you're highly proficient and you're highly uh just coordinated and trained and just all these elements like listen to your point pulse does it really well
0: but they're getting good information i think the information is very good
1: and and honestly though like let's go to rhythm x and like these were the two groups that were pretty polarizing because it was first and second they were super different Mm -hmm. and i see people really biting those top three groups like i think we're going to see that pulse approach that Rhythm X like rock approach and then the Broken City, like minimalistic, sparse, artistic approach or whatever. I didn't See, think Rhythm X's uh, visual ensemble was done as well as the Pulse one. I thought the Pulse one was like, I couldn't tell who was who. Where Rhythm X, I was like, well, this is a Nirvana show, but they look like wh- like White Snake. Like they, the main chick looked like a metal rocker and she was like doing, like it didn't match What I was expecting and what I was hearing, and I was like, "Oh, they have a visual ensemble pulse." I was like, "They have a lot of people,
2: right?" You 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 talk about you talk about trends you might see this year, and people always try to emulate the top. But people tried to emulate, like you mentioned earlier in this part of the discussion, Mike Jackson and his approach of Broken City, how he writes and design. They design there. I think a lot of groups tried it last season because I I know I saw a lot of evidence of like, oh, they're trying to do channel their inner Broken City with this concept or whatever. But I think a lot of groups tried it. It didn't work that well for a lot of them. And I think they made them realize, oh, like it literally takes, like only Mike Jackson can do what Mike Jackson does. You have to have the
1: players, man. That's the next thing I was going to say.
2: You have to have the horses that Broken City has to make it work. And all these groups realized like, it's just a reality. We don't have the talent to pull this off, nor do we have the designers that can design it in the way Mike Jackson and team do. So I don't think you're going to see as much of that Broken City type of show in the lower ranks of WGI. I think it was tried. I think people learned their lesson, and I think we're going to... Oh, Michael,
1: I, I completely disagree.
2: <laughs> well, I guess I'm optimistic. I hope people <laughs> would have seen... That you can't do what they do without what they have.
1: I, I or it's dis- very I,
2: difficult. I, I don't yeah. I want to avoid an absolute statement that nobody could pull it off. But
1: why would you want to succeed just by copying?
2: Yeah, I, mean, I, I want
1: I, to. I want to work my own identity into the activity until that is what people deem successful. Rather than like, listen, I could go out and buy a box six show, and maybe this. And me and Travis actually talked about this, but what if we went and bought? <laughs> little boxes that which confines us. And we do pulse 2014. It's like time and place and the members. And it's like, we wouldn't even win. Right. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's all about the moment and catching the wave and like doing the right thing at the right time. And like knowing it. it it's not about what just happens about what you believe is going to happen. Right. And what, where you believe things are going and like, we've gotten lucky with those moments too. Like it is very much context driven. And also, lest we forget, lest we forget, <laughs> the brand name underneath, it matters, dude. This shit's not being judged blind. Mike Jackson can do what Mike Jackson does because Mike Jackson has been basically orchestrating and composing the judging and the approach to WGI with Mark Thurston since he was at Mission Viejo over the course of a, over 20 years. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, yeah. and, and is it fair to like, one, we should just say, yes, that's a real thing. Those are the politics. Those are the realities. We all get it, right? We don't need to like pretend that's not a thing for all those big names. And also I think that's an issue within WGI is like they will give credit to people simply because of the people behind the design, not because the thing works better or worse. That's my argument. That's I'm not saying that for Broken City, but there are groups that I would argue that for.
0: I think what I want... I hope to see a lot this winter too is somewhat what you were talking about. People just trying to do the right thing at the right time. Maybe not trying to do like emulate a certain other thing, uh, but making shows that are just memorable. Like you can walk away from humming or singing it Two shows from me from last year that stick out the most that I remember the most are rhythm X. Like I was singing that for weeks here we are now. And then infinity. Show. Yeah. And then Infinity Show was just very memorable for me just because I was like, was it a new concept, like the time thing and like going back? No. But the things they did felt fresh. It felt creative. I was like, this is really well done. I just appreciate it. They did play well, obviously. It made sense. Um, I just hope that there's a lot of opportunity for groups to use melody and harmony, things that aren't just like riffs. Like we didn't just play a lick and then into another lick and then into another lick. And then we had this sound and then we had this front ensemble run. Like the cohesiveness of WGI is just as important as the cohesiveness of DCI, probably even more so just because you have less instruments to work with. Um, Soundscape wise, you can make a lot happen, but I just really like those shows that I can remember like, They have a they have a song that stuck out to me, uh, a song that I recognize, something that like took me back to a moment in my life or they was like, oh, I remember that song when I was a kid or this or that. Or I heard this there like I heard this on the radio. I like that stuff. And I think it's easy to digest and entertaining from a fan perspective.
1: Mm hmm. Definitely, yeah. I mean, it's no surprise, too. Like, oh, I I walked away humming Rhythm X. just like, yeah, do you mean Kurt Cobain?
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah.
1: One of the most iconic songwriters of all time. Like, good call. They made a good call. Yeah. You just talked
2: about focusing on making a production that could appeal more in DCI to a broader audience. X's show last winter, you could show to a normal person and they could probably enjoy the seven-minute experience and be like, oh, that's really cool. Like, the way they... The boxes were yeah. super creative. It's, that's the kind of stuff. And I feel like X also is seven you minutes at, long. Yeah, you, ex- uh, more digestible. But if you look at X's track record and history, since their rise to the top and how they've maintained it there, they probably have the most shows that you could show to a normal person. And they appreciate and are entertained for seven minutes and have moments where they're like, oh, when they did this or that, that was so cool. Like they don't understand the intricacies and the clarity of the drumming. Or the front ensemble playing. You can but...
1: certainly tell that they're proficient, though. There is a yes, difference. Yes, you can in what tell they they're very good. To it.
0: But like, well, even back to two thousand eight, like, oh, they used Justin Timberlake, and yeah. two thousand nine it's like, oh, they used uh, what's that, "Dreaming with a John... Broken Heart"? And John Mayer. Um, yeah. And they just, I mean, they're good at pulling those rock shows mm-hmm. or just pop culture was stuff. It John out.
1: Mayer? Was it John Mayer? I think it's John Mayer. No, that was somebody else.
0: Or "Dreaming with a Broken Heart" was the O H O yeah the snare thing but uh anyway yeah yeah, yeah. um i, I agree and,
1: yeah there you, uh, there it is I think that, that might be right i, I think, think rhythmx. the refuses to sacrifice their you know uh, accessibility for certain things that would push them into that first place spot and we've seen it happen with 2018 we saw it happen this year where they're like we're doing this like we're not gonna like apologize and pander to the judges and the sheets we're gonna like play loud we're gonna like Rip things. We're gonna be aggressive, you know, and I I think that's their their thing. And sometimes it hits, but you know, we've seen them take second a lot of times. Like I think twenty eighteen, you know, I love that RCC show. I could go back and forth. I could argue for both shows. I think this past year, I could go back and forth. Like Mm -hmm. it's about what values you have, and I think Pulse is so. Attuned to what works in the WGI medium, they know what how to sound clean inside with their tuning and their writing. With their with, uh, they know what comes across, their clarity of intent, all these things. But I wouldn't show polls to really someone like even my wife is like, I nope. <laughs> my
2: sucks. brother ends up watching a lot of this stuff, and he's been around marching band, drum corps, indoor, from coming to, to groups that I shows that sure. I was in and everything. So he kind of has an idea of what it's all about. There's a lot of stuff. I know with drum corps this past season, he sat and watched some of the regionals that I watched on our couch. And he was just like, they're going the wrong direction. If they want normal people to watch this stuff. Yeah. He just straight up. He was just like, no one would like, I'm not going to lie. Cause he's like, a, he's the sports kid in the family. Like he's like your, he was the football, baseball, all that stuff. He's like, what you all do is really cool. But he's like, this is not where the uniforms need to go to make it more palatable. It's not, he goes, I'm not an expert, but you mean dressing up as Bob the Builder doesn't work for? <laughs> as an outsider, he just straight Who up was that like, Blue Stars
1: a couple of years ago? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Blue yeah, Stars. Yeah, they had it, some lumberjack years there. It they sucks really though, did.
0: and 18, this is 19. a paraphrase uh, from a judge comment on a tape, but it it just kind of stinks when you're like listening to a judge tape from like Rhythm X last year, and they're like, "Oh well, uh, I wish that." I can't really hear the front cause the crowd is going crazy. I wish that like, maybe that was taken into consideration in the construction. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Like, so now you're penalizing them or at least like, what the no, them, uh, because the crowd yeah. is so
1: loud. Like, it's like, I mean, that is literally the dumbest comment I've ever heard, but they're getting dumb comments at a higher level.
0: <laughs> not to derail
2: this, but I need to dip sometime soon to make sure I can get Cincinnati on time, but I want to make sure, and you all obviously can just keep going if I have to bow no, out. Well, but, we can wrap. Um, uh, <laughs> We've talked about Pulse. We've talked about, I think Broken City is going to keep Broken Citying. They're going to Definitely. have their motif. Um, Definitely. There actually is a little part of me that thinks Mike might throw a curveball at everybody this year.
1: I hear you say that, but I want to tell I- you that I've heard about the Crown Book and I think you're going to be vastly disappointed.
2: Mm. <laughs> well, we'll see. I'm going to hold out and see if what actually ends up going down. But so Broken City is going to Broken City. Pulse is going to Pulse. I think where you're going to see the different stuff, at least at the top of the game in MCM. world-class is you're going to see Mystique go back to the, what they do, usually do. They tried something very different and they, they, they bought into it with, from a member level standpoint, like they always do the theme, the way they had their hair, haircut, all that stuff. But I don't think it works. I don't think it worked well for them. And the scores w- will reflect that as well. I think you're going to see them go back. You know, they always have that kind of tribal element a little bit to a lot of their shows and um i think we're gonna see i don't want to say the whole top five is going to be a return to form or a continuation of form but i think rcc and x and i know this is kind of stock because they're the two that usually do try the different stuff from a show design standpoint year in and year out i think we'll see unique things from both of those groups and i think you'll see mystique go back to what they normally do or what's more reminiscent of what they've historically done with their show designs and uh and then again we
0: already said Paulson broken city but i'm just yeah. intrigued to see what happens like below that too cuz you know last year you had like three new groups make finals what blue knights yep. uh, rhythmic force and vigilantes vigilantes mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to see what some of these groups do to like kind of bounce back like atlantic quest and strike and things like that i mean speaking of vigilantes be coming out coming out trying to make throw haymakers so they're i think they'll try to be like like the right, problem
1: is dude once you dip out of that final spot think about the recruiting it's hard
0: it's hard it to, starts recruit, to
1: perpetuate
0: yeah but
2: one of those groups that you just mentioned that broke into finals vigilantes they are like a north texas area renick related group right i think there's some there was a handful oh, of very much those. so so does Rennick still have the policy where his kids can't do indoor i don't know probably so if he still had that in place i think you'll see more of those Vanguard North Texas people that weren't doing indoor because they weren't able to because of Marching for Renick at Vanguard. If he still has the policy, I don't really know. I'm talking out of my butt right now, but if that's the case, I think you'll see vigilantes be even more talented because they're going to get some of that Vanguard and North Texas people that are able to do it now.
1: Yeah, I watched their um, their lot from finals, and to be honest, it just didn't come across at a, at a high level. It was perfectly together, Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: it didn't have a brand and an identity that you need even to sit where we are currently sitting. Um, I think it was very just like clean, like stoic, almost clean, stoic. The music was very it was like it didn't have the to to compete in the independent world at any level. Um, you have to bring the risk factor, and I. Oh, think they definitely that,
2: rode clarity into finals. Yeah, and and they that's definitely fine. And and rode clarity. They into could finals. do that again,
1: but I, I don't think you know. Even to speak on Monarch, it's like you you need to start to carve something out that makes you remember them. And yeah. I think Monarch had a really. Um, stratospheric rise when they, you know, had that team with like Don and Richard and and Ben and like some people. Don is now gone. Richard is now Richard Henshaw is on the program seat. I think he's figuring it out. Um, and they just, you know, you need to come out and, and swing with the identity, you know what I mean? And what you're doing with uh even even your concept itself that you're choosing to, I don't know. Take a risk, I guess. And even in what you know, the top five do consistently, there's there's risk taking just in themselves. Like they just do what they mm-hmm. do and they they, you know, you know that the mystique drill is gonna be hard. You know that rhythmic yep. is gonna play some stuff you've never seen played in a drum line. You know, pulse is gonna bring that high level of production and skill to everything. Like they they, you know, they're very consistent, but they they do have something that pushes, um, mm-hmm. pushes the form. And there's groups that fall into the shadows of that. And um, being clean can definitely get you in, but it's not going to get you much, much past that like bottom quartile or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I just don't know if they have the dogs out there on the design side to go like, this is what WGI is doing. And we have a vision for where we want to bring it in ourselves. Um, Cause that Texas scene is infantile in terms of like WGI presence. Oh, definitely. They, they had so. three, they had three, but I'd argue it was three groups that weren't very personable. It was like three mm-hmm. groups that just – they got in because Strike or whatever had major issues, major construction, major clarity right. issues. Um, so, Um, Atlantic
0: like, Quest had some pretty significant yep. structural program issues too. Yep. They yep. did. Yep.
1: They definitely did. You'll be getting some DMs about that. They are ravenous right. down there.
0: People usually uh send me some wild DMs. I just screenshot them. And then like, all right, well, here we go. Do
1: you guys remember um, when we, this will be our closeout story for this episode, when we were in the parking lot at Kettering and like T-Gas rolled the window down on that one person who was talking shit about X oh, yes. on YouTube? Yes. And then yes. what, what was the quote though? There's like, <sighs> oh, actually the dude was warming up. The his comment? group, yes. Evan will remember the comment. Oh, I can't remember. Dude,
0: I know it was something about like, it was something about like mediocre, like blah, blah, blah. This was 2012. Uh, yes. And uh, you know what? I think it was 11. Are you sure, uh, maybe it was 11. I think it was I know 11. exactly who it was who said it though. So do no. I.
1: And and he's he's a he's a friend now, so it's fine. But I remember yeah. Tom when I don't to know who this went. is.
0: I need you all to tell me off
2: the air. We uh,
1: offline we'll we'll remind you and you'll be yeah. like, Oh yeah, duh. But um they marched in a different Ohio group and said something about you know, commented on a video publicly, and we obviously figured out who they were. And then it, while the dude was warming up his high school group, Tom was like, Hey, like, you're gonna say that right now, and the dude was like, Ah, and then like we were in the car. And he came up to the window. We rolled the window down. Like, you know, you do one of these, like, we're yeah. like, what's good. He's like, oh, I just want to do a apologize and blah, blah. We're like, yeah, whatever. And just like rolled it back up.
2: <laughs> Evan um, just texted me the person's name. And I now remember. remember. Yeah. I remember now. Yeah. So
1: many so many hilarious things happened in that Kettering parking lot. I can't Dude. even possibly recall them here. I would shenanigans, be trouble, but so many funny things. And
2: great Dude, that, that 11 and 12 season those two seasons there's just so much funny stuff that happened we were so bad in in rehearsals we were bad kids and all that stuff and there's amazing buddies the carpet store
1: dude travis and i talk about all the time like (laughs) if our members acted the way that we did we would like just bug out like that we were just so crazy but it was what made it our special time dude i can't I, i'm sad that that probably doesn't exist anymore because of just how drum corps and like the world has gone like we are just in a really special moment where like yeah the staff and members had a different relationship and i'm sure yeah, they still very are, much like, so i, I think we don't more say distance, different in an
2: inappropriate way it was just like a more no,
1: they trusted us yeah they knew yeah. we were at that level yep yeah. we were totally at the level we could do anything you know i just so... always
2: think back to when the 12x season almost didn't happen like that we took a month off in December and I think and I'm pretty fourth. sure I can say this now, like forever, we got fourth and we took a month yeah. off in December. And I think there was a text exchange between like the designers. I don't remember who sent what to who, but it's on the lines of like, if we don't rehearse next weekend and have somewhere to rehearse, we need to just fold the season and come out next yeah. year. Yep. That almost happened.
1: Whoo! And that, uh, that set the path for a lot of other great things to happen. So and that was such an awesome year. And we all will we'll, we can reminisce, but uh let's let's jump off everyone who yeah. stopped by today to listen and check in. This was a badass episode. Thanks to the aged out crew. Follow them at all their respective platforms on YouTube, Spotify. Apple, Instagram at agedoutpodcast. It'll be easy to find them if you just do a quick Google Evan and Mike. Thanks for stopping by as always. Super solid episode. Yep. We'll see you next time. Peace out. Peace.